Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hi, I'm James McLam with Generation Ziggler. I think we can all see that today's youth have problems like depression, low self-esteem, lack of motivation and purpose, bad relationship skills, and stress. And you want to help. But to be effective, you need the right information, the right skills, the right process, and support. This is what the Generation Youth Life Coaching Program gives you. This coach training program is for individuals who want to help youth reach their full potential. If you feel called or are passionate about working with youth, go today to generation-youth.com to learn more about our program and to download a free ebook about the 10 problems youth face in 2023. Welcome, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don and Sue's here. We are in our culture series. We're going to talk about discipline today, and we're going to talk. We're going to give you a vision for discipline. But let me back to Basecamp real quick. As the plug is, go to Basecamp. It's got. You want to create a vision for your family? There is a whole. Go to core courses. There's a whole set of courses on how to create a vision for your family. Part of that is discipline, and you know. So, hi, Suzanne. Welcome. Hello. Just like Basecamp gives you a vision for your family. Um, a lot of people ask us, you know, well, where's the discipline part? You know, we, we always want to, you know, most parenting uh, curriculums start with discipline and how to discipline your kids. We purposefully put ours towards the end because we want discipline to come out of relationship. That, and we even call it, we even call the course, we even call everything relational discipline, not discipline. And we even call it a revolutionary approach to discipline that works. But it's only after we've taught you so much about relationships and culture and the types of relationships and how to be an encouraging parent that now we're ready to say, hey, okay, now let's talk about how to discipline your kids. And Suzanne, you even used a different word with that that relates to it, which is called... Yeah, disciple. And what I was going to say is that parents, you you possibly fall in one of two categories. Either you like discipline and you're really into it and that's, you want to do that and you're on top of your kid all the time and you're, or you don't like discipline. You avoid it with everything that you've got because you don't want the conflict and you don't want the kid to throw a fit. And so I'd like to just take the word discipline and rearrange it for you. And I would like to use, what if I, what if I submitted to you the word disciple? What if you're training your children, you're coming along beside them, just like Jesus did with his 12 men and he discipled them and he shared stories with them along the way. And he, and he showed them ways to have self-control and he showed them ways to think differently. He showed them ways to think like the kingdom and outside the box. And so now what if I tell you as a parent, that's what we get to do with our kids. We might not have 12 disciples. We, We might, I mean, some of you might have 12, but you've got 12, eight 
19 years with them. Jesus only had three, but we've got a, the whole first half of their life. We get to walk beside them and train them to be who God's created them to be. Now, does isn't that a better twist on the word discipline? Yeah, many people think our Jesus's disciples were very young men. I mean, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Think about it. Jesus took 12 teenagers and in three years, they became a force that changed the world. And he did it. He, he didn't do it by disciplining them all the time. He did it really by discipling them and showing them the way over the three years so that by the time they got to the end, they were still a little bit confused, as your 18-year-old will be when they go to college, no matter what you know, no matter how well you train them. But they're still going to be stepping into a new area of life. But they were prepared because of how Jesus discipled them. Think about that approach versus the approach we take with our kids a lot, which is to see what we can control. Let's see if we can keep them from adversity. Let's see if we can do everything for them. Or, as Suzanne said with other people, or we're real lax and we just let the world take over and we're just you know oblivious to what's going on. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when we discipline our children, we focus on their behavior. I know that when parents come to us and ask us, you know, how do we discipline that? What they want from us is a method to control their children's behavior. Or to punish. And so we just came at it from a completely different perspective. And we say, what if, what if, what if the goal of discipline is not about behavior, you know, modification? Yes, at all. What if it's, what if discipline's actually about freedom? I mean, you talk about freaking a room full of parents out. I I don't want my kids to be free. Yes, you throw the word (laughs) free out there, and parents are like, no, forget it. Who are you? I don't even get that. But let's, let's define the the reason we were use the word revolutionary when we talk about our approach. (laughs) But define freedom. Freedom, like what? Do we, yeah. We're not talking about freedom, like run all over the place and do whatever you want. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. So we get that biblically from Galatians five. It says, "It is for freedom that Christ set us free. That we were that you know you want your kids to come to know Jesus, and then as they come to know Jesus, we want them to be free. Well, freedom in Galatians five, it, it's it's not the right to do whatever we want, but it's the power to follow God's ways." Freedom in God's world is different than freedom in the world. The world says, freedom says, do whatever you think is best. Don't be ruled by anyone. Don't submit and surrender to anyone, including your parents, by the way. But it says that do whatever you feel is right. God's definition of freedom is really different. It says that when you follow the the spirit, when you surrender yourself to the spirit, you will have true freedom. And that's what we're trying to train our kids to do and to see that light, to make that choice rather than the freedom of the world. Yeah. I mean, because did you say that, you know, in verse 13, Paul goes on to say, you and my brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. And so that's reef, that's focusing what the definition of freedom. And I think that I just think that we've we we've got it wrong, which happens a lot of the times when it comes to kingdom concepts versus worldly concepts. And I think that we've defined we define freedom as flesh things, you know, getting to do the things in the flesh when freedom is a desire to do what God wants us to do, not what the flesh wants to do. And so it's freedom's actually the opposite of what we think it is. So realize parents, again, the progression goes from birth to 18 years. 
as you're going through that birth to 18 years, you are looking for ways for your kids to be free. Okay, that's gonna that that's why this is revolutionary to think I want okay, I want freedom for my kids. Say that with me, parents. I want freedom for my kids. I want freedom for my kids. That seems counterintuitive. But it's really true. And even at so at five years old, we want them to have age appropriate freedoms. Mm -hmm. We want them to be able to potty by themselves, for example. We want ideally put their shoes on, you know, get themselves dressed. That's feed themselves. Freedom. We want freedoms for you too, mom. (laughs) Well, instead of always putting their shoes on for them, instead of always getting them a snack, instead of you know, we're looking for ways that they can be. And think of freedom. It might help you to, to take freedom and say, I'm responsible. Oh, yeah. You know, because responsibility and freedom comes together. But, but also that means that they're free to play on the playground by themselves. You know, yeah. at, at whatever age that is that they can do it. They can, they're free to, you know, uh, we just did a podcast on fear. And so often freedom and, you know, all that fear comes into there of I'm going to restrict them because or... I feel like they can't do it themselves, but I mean, freedom is, is both freedom responsibility wise, but freedom to kind of run and, and do as well. Well, and so to just even press into that a little bit more, I like it that you said freedom is like, is think of freedom in connection with responsibility. Well, I would even say think of freedom in connection to self-control. I mean, if you do things God's way, Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, then the fruit of the spirit's going to flow out of you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. And the one that we all want is parents, self-control. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. When we talk about freedom, we're not talking about willy-nilly doing whatever they want whenever they want once again that's flesh we're talking self-control what if they have their own self-control what if they choose to do what you want them to do because that's what they want to do because they have the self-control to do that because reality is that five-year-old is going to be an 18-year-old they're going to head off out into the world on their own and that's your last chance to show them, teach them, you know, it, you know, the freedom of responsibility dash self-control. Yeah. And that just in what we are, are selling to them is in what we should be believing ourselves, because this is what God offers us, is that that's the best life because it is the most joy filled. And, and, and it goes through the lens of relationships that really, you know, um, and, and because the goal is what we talk about in relational discipline and we dig into it more as we will in future podcasts and as we do in base camp, the goal is freedom, but the strategy is relationships. When you connect with your children and you show them the value of connection, of deep connection with others, that beats every relationships. God, they asked Jesus, what was the most important thing to do? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Connect with God, connect with others. That is the value of life. That is where true freedom comes from when you are in depth of relationship. Yeah. And so the, the, the goal is freedom, but freedom and it comes through valuing relationship and through valuing life. Mm-hmm. Instead of, so what happens is we don't know how to do relationship and so we go substitute alcohol for it. Mm-hmm. We substitute TV for it. We substitute the vices of this world because we don't get relationship. And we don't get the joy of, of communicating and going deep with each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you get your kids to value that, yeah. they start to 
reject the things of the world because the things of the world aren't as valuable as the things of God. And so they are free to do the right things and the good things rather than the negative things of the world. Yeah. And so I just want to bring up even what you said too about that relationship, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. The love yourself part too. I mean, to even point our kids back to that when it comes to the freedom and self-control we have. I have a young mom who... Well, her, her, um, her son absolutely loves, I mean, sweet things as do all kids or, um, or like really loves beverages. And so he'll just drink and drink and drink and drink. And the mom will say, have mercy on yourself because that you're going to have to stop playing every five minutes and go to the bathroom, have mercy on yourself. And I just love that as we're speaking to our children and letting them see, love yourself. You know, as you love your neighbor, as you love God, but even all that connects to once again, the freedom of, of taking care of yourself. That's what you're doing when it comes to self-control. You're taking care of yourself. You're choosing to do what's best for you (laughs) and not be, and not be destructive. So hopefully we are convincing you. I know. Did we sell them hard enough? Because we really want you to get this concept. We really want you to get that the goal of discipline is what? It is freedom. It comes through relationship. Now, Let's talk about, there's three steps in this, though, because we don't treat a 15-year-old like we treat a 5-year-old. We don't, a 2-year-old versus a 10-year-old, it's it's different. And there's really three stages. So in the big, 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 big picture, discipline is about freedom. It's discipleship. It is building self-control. It is helping our kids to make wise choices as they they get older and, and get into their teenage years especially. Three stages that we want you to, to get out of this podcast and really out of our discipline course that we do. Um, and three, and there are progressive stages to, and, and the first one is this, when your kids are younger, they're going to have controlled obedience to parents. And so know that you as the parent are standing in the gap of God. They don't get God. They don't understand the concept of God. They don't, he's invisible. He's not there. And so you are really in that role as the parent. Hence the reason I think God calls him, one of the reasons God calls himself father is because he wants to give us an example of what we do as a father. And we start out as the father, as the mother in the role of God. I mean, they actually see us as God, which brings out two things. One of them is what's your example? Yeah. Because you, they, they are watching your actions as well as your words, but also that your job is to make sure they are safe. They are protected within reason. And, and so we give them little, we still, we still explore freedom with them. We give them little boundaries mm-hmm. and, and our little freedoms then, and they, um, and they, we give them within certain parameters. We're not going to, we're going to let them play in this area, but we're not going to let them play next to the hot stove. For example, we're going to, you know, let them play outside here, but we're not going to let them go in the street. You know, so we have as much freedom as we can, but it's our job to protect them. And therefore we call it controlled obedience. We also expect them to obey. Now, I, I think that parents, young parents of young kids go overboard with this whole deal of first time obedience. Um, and it's, you know, I think, and it becomes a control issue instead of just saying, Hey, let's, um, you know, realizing that they are growing up and they do need to have, um, they're, they're sometimes it becomes of my way versus your way versus first time obedience. Wouldn't you say so, Suzanne? Yeah. And I would just say simply just 
put some words to it. I mean, instead of fighting your kid every single time on that, like we would say, obey all the way right away in a happy way. Are you obeying, are you obeying all the way right away in a happy way? And so now we've got a tagline, if you will, that I say as a mom that I don't have to think about. I don't have to think about this big giant argument that I'm going to say to my kid to get him to obey. And my kid hears it enough. And so now the goal, once again, if you're talking about this relational discipline thing, the goal is that they run that in their head before you even say it. Am I obeying all the way right away in a happy way right now? I'm not. Mommy, I'm not obeying all the way right away in a happy way. Well, great. What's it going to take for you to get there? Because that's what we do. You know, as Mannings, we obey all the way right away in a happy way. And so just put some verbiage mm-hmm. to that when they're little. So mom, you don't have to think that much. You don't have to argue with the kid. And they've got that track running in their head. Yeah. And even trying to, you know, freedom means that you are looking at things from their perspective as well as yours as you're analyzing thing it's not you know it's it's even um giving them some parameters before they uh before you mess up their world or the game they're playing or things like that and and you know so often we get um uh, i even had a i had a dad tell me the other day he said you know i used to be so adamant that you know 7 30 was going to be bedtime that whatever happened you know and and every night it was like that, and, and it caused so much stress. And, you know, and the other night we were out playing in the front yard, and they were just playing together, and it was like, you know, I think tonight, not every night, but some nights it's okay that 7.30 is not quite, maybe it's 8 o'clock that night. And he said, you know what, bedtime and everything, just I, I just felt like that was the presence of the Lord to – you know, and sometimes the presence of the Lord is, it needs to be 730 and it needs to be consistent. And that's a good thing. But sometimes it can be, yeah, maybe that's eight o'clock tonight because this is a special moment for our family and they're, the, the kids are playing together. We're, we have a different value of, of siblings as best friends rather than bedtime tonight. And, and, and so just things like that, that can really help you to, but realize what we said, controlled obedience to parents. It's still your world. But it moves into stage two as the kid gets maybe into grade school in which we want to have willing obedience to parents. You know, which is always the goal. I mean, even from little, it's willing. You want them to go get in the bath. You want them to, you know, go to bed. You you want them to be willing to do that. It's just you might have to train them more in those front first yeah, years. Yeah, when, when they, one, it's, you know, they're learning through their emotions of, and hopefully you are training them through their emotions in the younger years, but they're also a lot smarter when they get to be first, second, third, fourth, they can handle more on their own. You know, these little kids can't handle as much, but now when the little kids think they know what they want, but the big kids have realized that actually what mom wants is better. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Um, But so we move into the stage though, of where we want to train them, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, when they're little, we have to kind of help them. But as they get older, we can start to say, hey, you know what? You know how to clean your room. And so we need to have a willing obedience to clean your room. We need to have, you know, if, if you're supposed to take out the trash, you know, you, you need to have a willing obedience to take out the trash, maybe even a responsibility to do it, to, that they know this is the night it gets done and they do it and, and things of that nature that are, it's a step up from that controlled obedience to to parents to going into so control goes to willing and a lot of that um some of the things we teach you guys is to 
start to establish identity into your children at these ages. That if they believe in who they are and you have a good relationship with them, they're going to be more willing to follow you because they're confident in themselves and they're confident in what you're teaching them. And then, I mean, and then to go back to safe haven as well, one of the tools to use to get our children to willingly obey us as parents is to listen to them and to understand where they're coming from. If we can see them and honor them as little people and and respect where they are coming from and speak to them in that, from that perspective, then they're going to be willing to obey. I mean, they, I believe that kids want to please their parents deep down in their core. I believe that they want to do that. But I think sometimes parents are really hard to please and so they get um they get frustrated with with us as parents or they they feel like they can't do anything right or they feel misunderstood and i feel like sometimes you know parents expect too much of their children that they believe they can do more than they can actually do um it's, it seems like well, it it's, can- no i think they can do as much as they think they can do they just might not be able to do it like the adult wants it done because they can't, they don't think like the adult. They don't act like they, their little hands are not as coordinated as the adult. And so they can clean their room. At two years old, they can clean their room. But the two-year-old's not going to clean it as well as the 18-year-old. And the 18-year-old pro- possibly isn't going to clean it as good as the 27-year-old. And so I think that they can do it. I just don't think sometimes as parents we have the standard that we want that's beyond them. And then that's when they get well, and I think we're- exasperated. I think we're saying the same thing in that there is a difference in expectations and there's a difference in, in um, defining what's happened. So some of that um, is just being trying to be clear with your kids, which, again, comes down to relationship and communication in that willing obedience. So often I think that um, we are going too fast as parents. We don't communicate as well as we can. And then all of a sudden the, the kid doesn't understand, you know, yeah. um, I, I, or or sometimes, you know, letting them step into life. Okay, you're cleaning the room this way. Now we can step up to the next level and having them take next steps in their journey, whether that be sports or, you know, cleaning their room or school or whatever, wow. you know, being able to take next steps and helping them and realizing just they're kids, you know, they, they're not adults. And so, and, and being able to help them through the kid years into to where we graduate into. So we've talked about, now think about this progression, parents. You go from controlled obedience to parents to willing obedience to parents to the next stage is what? Willing obedience to God. As they go into the teenage years to middle school and high school, we really want them to choose to obey God on their own. And and that's going to be a progression. So but, but think about it. By the time they're 18 and they're leaving the house, we want them to make wise decisions. We want, as Suzanne was saying, have self-control on their own and make wise decisions. And and that's where we're heading. And so um, as you, and so, what do we do with that is, um, you know, is we help them to, we transfer their identity. So really in, in that second stage, we're building identity, building confidence in them so that when they start to, to believe and understand God's love for them, that's something they want to embrace as teenagers. We want to help them. So discipline is about helping them to embrace God's love as teenagers and want to follow that on their own. 
And we say at Crazy Eagle Family all the time, the easiest kids to raise are kids that love Jesus. <laughs> and so just know that, that when you hit that stage three and they're starting to obey God, then you can start using the questions like, well, what does God say about that? You know, what do you, they, they bring to a situation to you. And instead of you giving your opinion, your, your experience, you turn around and you say, well, what does God say? Well, what do you, what do you feel like God's saying to you? Or have you asked God what he's, what he thinks about that? And, um, that opens up that relationship with that invisible God that, that helps them to see, Oh, okay. We're transitioning from, you know, mom being the person that I go to, to God, who's always there. And, um, and depending on that relationship, yeah, just one, if give a, give a, let me give you a vision, parents, you, um, your kids, 16 years old, just started driving and they are going out with friends and you, you know, you kind of know, you know, most of the friends, not all of them, but you have so much confidence. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, but the good news is they can only have one kid in the, in the car at a time at 16. <laughs> so it's not like a party in the car. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But they're meeting people, you know, at, at a place and, and you're communicating with them. They're texting you saying, Hey, here I am, or I went, I'm coming home or whatever, but you're not even the least bit worried about what they're doing. They're playing spike ball. They're hanging out with friends. They're, um, you know, going to Whataburger or whatever it is. They're going to, you know, the worst thing they're going to do is eat a cheeseburger. You know, they're going to, because you know them and you know where they are, you know, they're making right decisions and you know, they're going to come home. Um, and you're going to talk about it when they get home. You're going to talk about what they did. There's trust involved. I mean, think about if that could happen with your teenager, your 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old, uh, uh, instead of um, the, you them doing a lot of things you're, not wor- you're worried about as well as you not trusting them to do that. What would happen if you, if you, could, if you could make that happen with every kid? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing, right? Well, it starts with going through the progression of, you know, having that um, obedience at home at first, getting into, you know, creating that willing obedience, that environment, that trust, creating that freedom in the home where they embrace that freedom when they're teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think that it was parents, we get this amazing opportunity to train them up in the way they should go. And so when they're little, we're training a lot. I mean, we're with them all the time and we're training pretty much everything that they do. And then when they, you know, start, when they go off to school, then we get to train the, along the sides, if you will, just a, just a, a, a little bit of what they do. Um, but then when they become teenagers, the goal is to transition that training to God so that they hear God's voice and they, and they pursue him and they talk to him. So he's the one that's in their conscious. You know, I hear so many times, Oh, my mom would blah, blah, blah. And the goal is to transition that to God will blah, 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 God. And so that's, that's where we're, what's what we're talking about. Remember we said it was revolutionary. Remember, we said the goal is freedom. Uh, remember, we said that there's three stages. You go from controlled obedience to parents to willing obedience to parents to willing obedience to God in different stages, you know, about six years at a time. Um, it's so that you have a vision of your kids love Jesus as teenagers, and they are growing in their faith. As Suzanne says, they're hearing God's voice. 
you know, maybe you don't quite get there, but hey, if you're shooting for that, that's shooting for the stars. Maybe you get the moon. And, and but I mean, but you, but let's shoot for the stars and you shoot through the stars, shoot for the stars through the power of relationship at every age. You shoot, that's why we call it relational discipline. You shoot for freedom at every age. You shoot for building identity at every age. So let's wrap it up. Yeah, I hope that you guys have um, gotten the concept and we're going to dig in. in we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So listen to the other few podcasts we talk about this well, and, and then you'll for sure get it. And as we do that, we're going to dig into much more of the practical of how to make it to physically and spiritually and, and emotionally, mentally make it happen in your home. So so for next time, for right now, just ponder the concepts and we're going <laughs> to dig in in future podcasts. Go be crazy parents, crazy cool family dot com. <laughs>